Michelle Strickland. I have been fascinated with the unknown and paranormal realms since childhood. After a profound experience with my grandmother's spirit 20 years ago, I have been on a quest to observe, study, investigate, and communicate with the afterlife and beyond. It's been an ongoing journey of exploration and discovery, one that has taught me how mortality and the spirit world are forever bonded through the veils of time. Good evening, everyone who is listening to the show tonight. Welcome to another night of exploring the connection between a life, death, and beyond right here on the Afterlife Chronicles on WLTKDB.com. Of course, I am your host, Nicole Strickland. We have a great show for you tonight. Uh, if you haven't already, please follow the station on its socials at WLTKDB, of course, website WLTKDB.com. Uh, the Afterlife Chronicles at uh, Afterlife Chronicles and Beyond on Facebook. And then, of course, it's Podbean page, afterlifechronicles.podbean.com. So we do have a great show for you tonight. Uh, just a little summary. We're going to be discussing some theories on the afterlife here, uh, life after death, get into some instrumental trans communication or real-time spirit communication, if you will with two of my most favorite people from the Pacific Northwest, Linda Myers and Bethune. But uh, before we bring them in, just a couple of announcements, as always, people are asking me, and it's almost, you know, going to be September here soon, when the Queen Mary is opening. So, of course, we don't have an answer for you yet of an exact date. They are shooting for... Uh, I think it's October 1st. So we're shooting for that. So once I hear and I get a definite... You know, we, I hear from people all over, if I hear it, some of my friends hear it, they'll let me know, you know it. So once I hear, I will then post on it and let you guys know. So hopefully by October 1st. And then of course, Haunted Voices Radio returns September 16th. Super, super excited after about a year long hiatus there. Caden Mask and Alyssa Mask will be joining us for that first episode. And then the week after that, Henry San Miguel uh, of Perception and host or host of Paranormal Perception, and of course, the organizer for the OC Paracon, which takes place October 1st and 2nd at the Senesta Hotel in Anaheim. So uh, Paranormal Pete, his show Paranormal Pete, Peter Orbea, and I are both speakers at that conference and panelists and things like that. So it's going to be a great event. And then also, too, I'm sure some of you have heard, I'm in San Diego, California, so I'm obviously a California resident. We have another... Uh, missing persons case, which is uh, quite tragic to hear of these, especially when, you know, they're involving minors and, and young people. So I just found out about this last night. So I do want to spread some awareness. So uh, Kylie, K-I-E-L-Y, Rodney, R-O-D-N-I. Sadly, she's a, uh, she went missing uh, up in Truckee, California at the Prosser family campground. She was celebrating an end of the summer party with a bunch of people, something around like two or 300 uh, high school students, even other people that joined, sadly, uh, went missing around 12.30 a.m., 1 a.m. in that time frame. So they have been looking for her. Uh, the FBI is involved. Lots of different agencies are involved. So if you know anything about the case or anything like that, please visit the website findkylie, K-I-E-L-Y.com, hashtag findkylie. 
Um, so just wanted to spread that awareness. She was last seen wearing green dicky pants, a black tank top, three gold necklaces, and um, black vans. So uh, holding, keeping her family and her and everyone who's looking for her in uh, my heart. Hopefully she is found very soon and found safe. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring in, yay, tonight's guests. So Mary Bethune and Linda Myers. I am so, so happy to have them on. Oh my gosh. Hello. Hi, my, my little ear pod thingy fell out of my ear. How are you guys doing? Very good. So my internet like blocked out there for a second, so I'm okay. So we'll we'll keep it okay here. Let's just pray that it's okay. So um, thanks for joining me tonight. Uh, Katie Brown says hi. Uh, let's hey, see here. Good evening, awesome ladies. Nice to see you there, Katie. Uh, hi, Facebook user there. Hi, Nicole. And of course, Mary and Linda as well. Um, just, you know, I'll let you guys talk about yourself. Sometimes I kind of give a little intro, you know, about you know, short little bio, but I'll let you guys talk about yourself. A lot of the listeners already know you anyways. So, um, okay. and I'm very excited for tonight's discussion because I think it's very timely. We're all afterlife researchers, ITC. I'm huge into IC, ITC, so it's going to be a, a great discussion. So let's start out. Whoever wants to go first, just a little bit about yourself and um, we'll go from there. Go for it, Linda. Linda Myers and... Um, I've been actually doing paranormal probably close to 30 years off and on uh, different teams, been very interested. I will share probably a little bit later on in the show, the primary reason I got into the paranormal. Um, it's going to kind of really tie in with what we're going to be talking about with um, afterlife stuff. Um, I live here in beautiful Port Orchard, Washington. We had a beautiful day. I'm looking forward to hanging out with these two of my favorite ladies. Yeah. So, <laughs> Miss Mary. Well, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> what can I say? No, I'm. Um, I've been on. I'm one of the original founders of Olympic Peninsula Paranormal Society, or Team Ops, because it's easier to say. And I've been on the team for 15 years, almost 15 years now. Um, as I've been very fortunate, we have a great team. Uh, Linda and I are both co-team leaders. So we're having fun with that, aren't we, Linda? We're being led astray. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so pretty much, you know, I've been, I've been really psychic. I've been psychic my whole life. I, I've seen and heard things since I was a kid. I've had like prophetic dreams about things that are going to happen as a kid and they happen. So it's, it's been a normal part of my life, but I really didn't get into investigating even though I've been very interested in the paranormal and read all kinds of books prior until my husband passed away in 2007, no, 2006. And um, I always believed in the afterlife. So that really kind of pushed me into going into the afterlife. Um, you know, what is it? Does it exist? That type of thing. And uh, I'm really into, really into the instrumental transcommunication because that is a great way to communicate with others. I've also been uh, trained in a form of grief therapy, um, which is called uh, repair and reattachment. And what that is, is you're, you're, they use uh, rapid eye movement and desensitization, which puts you in this kind of state where you listen to binaural beat music. And they found that people were having afterlife contacts with their loved ones. Oh, and wow. Let me tell you, I, I was at the five-year point with Doug, and I went to this lady. And here in town, and she 
did that on me. It's a heavy duty process. I was there for about five hours and I got to resolve. I had an afterlife communication with my husband and it was incredible. So I was fortunate that she trained me in that. I feel very good about that. So basically my whole thing is to help people understand and know that we do not die. We do not die. Our bodies die, but we, we we're still alive. So that's, that's my thing. <laughs> I agree on that. I agree. And yeah. it's, you know, I, I find that too, you know, Linda, you've had a very profound experience and, you know, you can share it whenever you want, whenever you feel it's, you know, you know, perfect to share during the show. Um, but I find a lot of people have these very profound experiences with deceased mm-hmm. loved ones, whether it's, you know, a mother or father or even a friend or an animal. And that mm-hmm. almost propels the interest, but then also propels the sensitivity. So after you have that, you also are more tuned to having mm-hmm. these other types of experiences. And yeah. grief is interesting too. So I'm wondering if uh, if those that go with the flow of their grieving process will be more, I guess, attuned to having these experiences mm-hmm. as opposed to um, like pushing that grief down and not dealing with it like they're supposed to. It, it's so interesting because my experience I've had with my, myself and of course I've helped dealt with my patients who've been through the grieving process is that people, you know, it scares them and is exhausting and, you know, they want answers. But I've also found that people want to really know. They want to hear from their loved ones and they won't say anything to you at first. But once you start talking to them a little bit, they'll go, well, you know, I wish I really would hear from so-and-so, you know. So uh, that's been my experience. Yeah, it's really interesting that um, talking about the grief thing, because I'll talk about my experience real quick, because I think it kind of ties in. Um, My brother was killed when I was 19 and he was 17. And I have to tell you, um, I didn't do grief well. I was angry at God. I was angry at people. I was angry all the time because we were like, very close. He was just like my, you know, two peas in a pod. So what changed for me is I went to visit some friends and in Colorado and they were having this horrendous snow, thunder, lightning, all this, all the things you could have in one little night storm. And so I was downstairs um, asleep in my bed and I had this dream and I'm assuming it's a dream because right now, you know, more of the things that I'm learning, I'm like wondering if maybe it was something else. But anyway, for for this purpose, I'm going to say it was a dream. Anyway, my brother shows up and we're in a in a cave, like a real cave, rock wall type stuff. But the furniture inside the cave is made out of like wood, like somebody's chopped wood and made a table and made chairs and you know, this is and that's. And so my brother is standing off over to one side and I'm standing over by kind of the table and I'm looking at him and he has a bow and arrow in his hands. He draws the bow and arrow. He points it at me and he looks at me and he says, I can shoot this, hit you in the heart. Your heart will stop, but you will not die. Wow. Goosebumps. Yeah. Mm, I'm sorry. Oh, honey. Years Tears are welcome on this show. I've cried yeah. before. It, they are yeah. absolutely welcome. Do not shy from crying on this show. Let me tell you. 
What do you think? I, I have a theory, but you know, it changed my life. What do you think the message was in that? What do you that think he was trying die. to tell you? That, that we don't, exactly. Was, that I was, mm -hmm. that I was, yeah. I needed to understand that he wasn't there physically, but he was there. Yeah. Absolutely. I've felt that ever since. I've had things happen to me that I know had he not been my little guardian angel, I would have been in some trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it, yep. uh, it, it totally, totally shifted the way I thought about life. Mm -hmm. I couldn't look at death the same way after that. Mm -hmm. It was I was no longer afraid. Yeah. It was like how you know when you're always thinking about oh something's gonna happen to me, I'm gonna die. It's like, oh well, I've had fun so far. Mm -hmm. You know, and I yeah. Incredible. That's a very beautiful, very beautiful brain. Yeah. I'm finding too that I'm connecting with people like you who also have that profound passion for not only studying the afterlife and learning about it, but experiencing it as well, mm -hmm. like connecting mm -hmm. with our deceased loved ones. And mm -hmm. so that's, that's an interesting aspect of it as well. Mm -hmm. Finding that like-minded people. Yeah. Um, one year I gave a, a, um, a session I mean, at the Port Gamble. I spoke on afterlife communication and it was really cool because it was basically talking about that, that, you know, pay attention, you know, your loved ones are there. It doesn't matter if they're animals or people. It doesn't matter. Uh, the spirit, their spirit is there, and they want to communicate with you. You just have to open your mind a little bit and and really pay attention because I think they give signs all the time. Absolutely, really absolutely, agree. absolutely. I mean, it's and I I'll share this briefly, but uh, with the passing of my cat Kaylee. Mm -hmm. Now I've had cats all my life, but her. Yeah. She cut out. Yeah, she did. Come back. Would you like to be a part of something new, something different? Host a show with WLTK-DB Talk Radio and dare to be different. We offer full production and live engineering of your show by a real person, not a pesky computer. Just visit WLTKDB.com and click pricing to get started. It's not as much as you think and a great way for you to get your message to the world. Better hurry. Slots fill up fast and you don't want to miss out on this excellent opportunity. Visit WLTKDB.com and contact us for more information now. WLTKDB Talk Radio. Paranormal talk is our business. And business is good. From its beginnings, Yeast was created to unleash the excellence of nature's healing powers and bring them to people everywhere. With almost 90 years in the market, they are considered a worldwide pioneer in complete herbal wellness therapy. All Swiss used products are natural, essential oil-based, pleasant, and harmonious. They are extracted from plants and herbs with the latest technology to ensure the best results. Swiss used Live Healthy with consultant Stephanie will guide you in the right direction to find the perfect essential products just for you. For example, have an upset tummy? 
Try our soothing chamomile that has not only been used by many, but trusted for years. Keep in mind, you just can't get these amazing oils at your local shopping center. They're just too special. For that, you need a connection. And that connection is Stephanie. Want some? Then head on over to Facebook and search Swiss Used Live Healthy. That's Swiss Used Live Healthy. And contact Stephanie today. Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. I can hear me okay. I don't know what's going on. I usually, the Wi-Fi in this house is usually pretty good. I do not know what's going on tonight. So we'll just see how it goes. If it were to blot out again, then I don't know what we're going to do. But um, I was talking and then the little circles were going around. But no, 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 no one's hearing me. So <laughs> glad, glad we went to break. So um, can you hear me okay? Thumbs yeah, up. I can hear you. I can hear you really well. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Fingers crossed. I don't know what's going on with the Wi-Fi tonight, but my God, my goodness. So, all right. So, briefly, Kaylee. So, when she passed, and she was a very intelligent cat. Okay. And then when she passed, I knew she was going to ascend the ranks of the afterlife pretty quickly. And I have had about eight dreams now. Like you, Linda. I'm not sure if these are dreams or if these are like slight astral projections or what they are but i've had about eight dreams and they take place in the room like in my bedroom like the same scenario as when i went to sleep same lighting same pretty much same everything same surroundings and i'm able to meet with her and and feel her fur and touch her i've felt the warmth i've felt the purring oh. i've felt the heartbeat it's i've never had that with another cat so again i don't know if it's a if it's a dream or, or something else so i wanted to share that because you know, you, you were saying with your brother, you weren't sure if it was a dream or if it was, you know, maybe something else. So, yeah, I, th I think it's like lucid dreaming, but I always, it's to me, it's a form of definitely a form of afterlife. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. I've had experiences of going to the other side with my spirit guide taking me to the other side, which is weird. But um, when my husband passed away, he wanted his dog to come and take him to the, you know, to wherever. Nikki was his bit. That was his soul dog, just like your Kaylee, you know. And right before he died, he was in a coma. But I tell you, he sat up in the room, took his mask off, he had oxygen on, and started calling his dog Nikki. So Nikki, come on, honey, let's go, let's go. And then all oh of a sudden, gosh. light in the room just he goes, "Come on, honey, let's go, let's go." I mean, I'm sitting with my mouth hanging open, you know. And he the, uh, evidently she was there, and he laid back down. Gone, and then the light went out. And he was dead. Wow! Oh, I, I was wow. glad. I, was, I mean, it was, of course, it's, you know, it's hard, but it was a gift. That was a gift for me. But yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then speaking of it, you, Mary, you've been developing, and I'm you too, Linda. Theories relating to your thoughts of mm -hmm. of the afterlife, and mm -hmm. and and how that involves the human body and, and mind, body, and spirit. Can you share a little bit of that? Yeah. Uh, you want to go first? You want me to go first, Linda? Okay. So let's, let's flip a coin. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> so I'm just going to try to do this briefly because it's a lot of information. So anyway, so what quantum is quantum is a minimal amount of physical activity or energy required to um, have an interaction with something, whatever it is. So 
some of the things, you know, talking to people through the years, people either think uh, the afterlife is our ghosts, our spirits of the dead, everything in our head, it's all in our head, uh, remnants of the past, um, no such thing as ghosts or ghosts are interdimensional. So I, 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 through the years, I've talked to people, oh, these are real, that's really interesting, you know. But uh, on a scientific basis, you know, there's there's research being done on Hig, Higgs boson field and... Um, the Higgs was discovered by in CERN in Switzerland back in the 2000s. So, um, so basically, they're talking about how we are all made of subatomic particles. You know, protons, neutrons, electrons. You know, quarks, whatever. So those are bosons, and the Higgs field is an energy field that exists everywhere. And I've been doing all this. <laughs> I know people are going to think I'm crazy, but um, no, not at all. Not so, at all. <laughs> so the boson is the carrier. So as the particles pass through this field they're a given mass, okay? This is something that's never had mass and they're given energy. So that in itself is pretty interesting. It's like, hmm, so we're energy technically because energy cannot be created or destroyed. So we are energy. Right. And then um, there's also been some human research consciousness done. Um, there's something called an orchestrated objective reduction. And it's a big period. Do you know about oh that? Oh my gosh. I, I've talked about this too. Oh my, God. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. My so, and so that thing, see that thing. So, so it says that human consciousness exists both in matter, in matter and in energy in the brain neurons. It's really deep. It's in the microtubules of the brain. So it's super, super deep. Okay. And the microtubules have quantum vibrations. And they believe that it's possible to, this energy can leave the brain in the form of a quantum energy. So how does this relate back to Higgs? You know, so you got to, so I'm starting to think about all these crazy things. So my question is, could this be the root of consciousness? Uh, exactly. You exactly. Know? Absolutely. And, uh, and then of course you've heard of the 21 grams. Now they say this has been uh, debunked, but I don't think so. Uh, it was an experiment back in the 1900s where this uh, a Scottish doctor attempted to see if anything left the body at death, and he measured 21 grams. So that's people are still looking into that. So, but when you when all brain activity stops, you're dead. Okay, that's it. You're gone. Your body is dead. And um, there was a study done by the Journal of Palliative Studies. So they monitored patients' brain waves before and after death. Mm -hmm. There was decreased brain activity, um, and then all of a sudden, on the EEG, there's a transient spike after yes. death. Yes. So, uh, is this an energy signal picked up by Higgs boson? And I know this sounds crazy. The Higgs boson gives its mass, or is it an evoked potential? So, is this the moment that quantum consciousness in the brain, microtubule, is converted to uh, massless energy, and can that be measured as 21 grams? So that's part of my theory. <laughs> it's, but it's an ongoing, ongoing. That thing. is interesting because I talk about the OR. It's the yeah. the acronym of ORC. ORR. I developed at University of Arizona too. Of yeah. all, that's my. <laughs> I went there, so you know it's kind of oh. like oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's an interesting theory, and I've I've talked about that too during during mm -hmm. presentations. Um, but but it's so interesting to me how you can pull that together with the quantum side. You know, you really I mean, can. It, it's really interesting, and um, so I'm still working on it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Away, but I just yeah. It is an ongoing process. That's the yeah. beauty of research. What are your mm -hmm. thoughts, Linda? I have to agree, you know, with all the, that she said. And it's like, sometimes I'm like wondering if afterlife is actually a different stage of conscious consciousness. You know, that's oh, a very astute point. Yes. 
I'm I'm of the mind that we have um, oh what am I trying to think of the, the different realities that, mm -hmm. that they talk about that, that things are happening mm -hmm. um, in the past are happening still in the now and then mm -hmm. I don't know how to phrase that exactly but the reason I believe in that I've had some things happen to me where I honestly believe reality shifted for me. Mm. I mean, it, it, wow. I, I mean, I was a conscious witness, and so when the when something like that, you know, happens to you, you have to reframe how you think things because I don't believe that time exists really. I think that's the concept that we had to have mm -hmm. to have our daily schedules, mm -hmm. and yeah. so. If there's no time, then then everything is happening happening simultaneously. So when somebody passes over, I feel like it's just a shift, mm -hmm. and yeah. because of the vibrational rates that are involved, absolutely, we can't really. Well, some of us can see them, mm -hmm. but not everybody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So to me, the afterlife is is a shift, mm -hmm. and I think that there are people here now, and then on that side or whatever you know, which one they're in at the time, I think it can bleed through if you open up yourself. Yeah. You know, letting that happen. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, yeah. something I read too, and you probably have read this too, and I'm not, it's his, it, this is interesting. So his name is Dr. Sean Carroll, and he's a cosmologist mm -hmm. and a physics professor at the Cowell Institute of Technology. And he states that in order for there to be an afterlife, human consciousness would have to be something that is entirely separated from our physical body. Mm -hmm. He maintains that it is not. He says that our mind and consciousness are nothing more than a collection of atoms and electrons that give us our mind. Mm -hmm. The laws of the universe do not allow these particles to operate after our physical demise. So then he then believes in the whole quantum field theory, right? So mm -hmm. one, so that there's one field for each type of particle which then supports the existence of an afterlife or an eternal soul. What are your thoughts on that? I found that and I, I it's just a, a little bit of a different take, but you know, it's intriguing. It is intriguing. I mean, um, and he I don't talks know if I about, agree with it hundred percent, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you know, um, I think that especially when you look at the Higgs boson field, you know, he's talking about how you can't have a, a collection of energy or whatever you want to call it that leaves the human consciousness you know so i, I that's the part that i don't understand of course he's you know, he's got a degree in physics and cosmology he's a lot smarter than i am but when i try to reconcile i have to read that article when i when i try to reconcile those two things together i it doesn't make sense to me it so. doesn't right that's kind of what my thoughts were on it too mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and then you know sam we all know sam parnia it's interesting, too, because I always think, okay, like the term near-death experience, I'm like, you know, that's kind of an ill-defined term because I agree, I don't think we ever die. Right. And it's interesting because he he terms that as an experience of death. And mm -hmm. he's found all kinds of correlations. But one thing that fascinates me is that when the cognition of people that are going through that dying process. So they have that life review, but it's not a life review of like materialism or vacations or anything that has to do with the superficial. It's more of a, it's, it's a review of their humanity and what they, what they contributed to humanity, what they, what, you know, maybe the mistakes they made and, and, and then they're able to experience other people's reactions to that. So the empathy comes in and all of that. 
So mm-hmm. I found that unique too, that it's, you know, interesting that people have, yeah. have that. Well, I, I, did agree. Have, I don't think, yeah. I don't think we die. I had a near death experience and I can tell you that um, it, you do have that, if you oh, want to call really? it life review, I don't want to call it, but because you're the only person that judges you is you, you know, um, it's mostly right. about understanding, you know, and the empathy. That's what it's about. You know? So for me, it was like you said, Linda, when I, it's like I walked through a door, it wasn't, I mean, I had a pretty traumatic experience, had an anaphylaxis and died, but um, it, I knew I was dying and it's just, you know, I felt, I felt part of the universe and boom, I was in another, another place. It was that quick. I mean, it was that fast, but it's just like you said. Wow. Linda. Did you have any other, oh, go ahead. When I had my, um, did you have any other experiences? Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I think there's a like delay and, and so go ahead, Linda. Sorry. When I had Internet my son, sucks on um, my end tonight. Had, um, <laughs> yeah, severe bleeding. So I got put back in the hospital. And when I was in the hospital, um, it's interesting because having tonight's show made me think about this. I hadn't thought about this for years. But um, so I had massive blood loss. Mm-hmm. And so I was in my hospital bed. And all of a sudden, I was out of my body. But I wasn't out of my body in the hospital room. I was out of my body in space. And I remember floating around and looking and thinking, what the hell? And then it was like, well, I can't stay here. It's not my time. And I was right back. So wow. that happens to you, it's like there has to be more. That's, I mean, I'm sorry. Explain that to me, Mr. Scientist. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Exactly. There, there, there's see, sci- modern science, I think, can't and will not ever be able to explain it. I just don't think so. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I, that's just my thought. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just, it's. I mean, is, is it really something that us mortals are permitted to understand entirely? I don't know. You know, it could be. You learn how to ride a bike, so you know how to ride a bike. Yeah, I, th- I think they do. I think people. We'll get it eventually. Who knows when? But uh, I think they will. I think they have absolutely kind of have the experience, or somebody close to them had the experience. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to, to understand that, I think you have to experience it. And I've seen so many people die in my career. I've been at so many deaths at the bedsides of all kind, of, all kind of deaths, and nobody can convince me there's not something else out there. There's just, there's just no way. So. Yeah, I had my mom on. She's a registered nurse of like many years. And I had her oh, yeah. on and she was talking about some of her experiences mm-hmm. uh, yeah. when she was a hospice nurse. Oh, God. And boy, oh. wow. Just I'm, I, I'd like to re-listen to that episode because I was just her experiences really, really open up your eyes and your heart on on this sort of situation. What are your thoughts on like bilocation and the whole, you know, concept of, OK, well, you know, past, present and future it's all infused in one and that could explain, you know, why maybe we have some of these spirit communication experiences and are able to connect with the beyond. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, Linda? I'll let you, you you're the shaman. I, I think that's a good question for you. <laughs> Go for it. That's right. She is. Right. <laughs> Talking about the biolocation thing makes me re- think about some experiences. Mm-hmm. When I was uh, learning how to do remote viewing, I remember um, being in one location and I was looking across at a mountaintop and the next thing I knew I was on the mountaintop looking back at myself. Mm, wow. So 
Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, how, how do you do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there has to be something that we innately have that if we allow ourselves to, you know, expand our mind and think these things and have these experiences, you know, it's like, how can you say it didn't happen when you're in it? But, you know, I kind of have to go back to that thing. You have to be willing to experience it. Exactly. You have to be willing to open up your mind and say, this is a possibility. Because until you do, I think you, you're you not going to, you don't allow that universal knowledge, you know, to filter through. Because it's, we can access it if we want to. And I think you have to want to. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I agree right on. Yeah. Well, For me, the by location thing just, I it, it, honestly, it kind of scrambles my brain a bit. I, I can't even go there. <laughs> I'm serious. I know. I, I know. I know. Yep. I'm kind of, I feel well, that I know it's, it's, it's an interesting concept, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, it's hard to wrap your brain around that. Mm -hmm. So uh, we already, let's, I know we had a little internet glitch there, but we do need to take a break. So let's go ahead and okay. do that. And then we, when we come back, we'll shift into ITC instrumental okay. transcommunication and Mary, thanks for sharing some of your clips. I've listened to them. Oh, They're sure. phenomenal. So oh, this you. will be awesome. So let's take our first break. You are tuning into the afterlife Chronicles tonight with guests, Mary Bethune and Linda Myers. We will be right back. The Station mobile app is finally here and ready for you to download free. With the app, you can listen to past shows, view upcoming live shows, read our blog, and even shop. Get yours today at the App Store and Google Play under WLTKDB Talk Radio. Stay connected and informed. WLTKDB Talk Radio mobile app. It's yours. Go get it. Okay, 35 minutes past that hour. The first half hour has gone by super fast. Of course, you're tuning back into the Afterlife Chronicles right here on WLTKDB. Tonight's guests, of course, are two of my favorite women, Linda Myers and Mary Bethune. And we've had a great discussion thus far about the afterlife theories relating to the afterlife, life after death. If you've missed that first episode, do not worry. It will be archived for you. So now we're going to segue into instrumental trans communication, which is the personal favorite methodology of mine. I know it's of uh, you guys as well. So, and you have, we have about, I think six clips. So hopefully we'll get to all of them. But okay. first, before we do, uh, for those that don't know or understand ITC and kind of how it differs from the more traditional EVP work, uh, um, well, SD's method is part of an ICT work as well, but how it differs from EVP, what would you, if, if let's say you were doing a class and mm. someone says, okay, well, well, what's the difference between doing EVP work and ITC work? What would you say? I think I would tell them that, well, first of all, you're, you're using instruments uh, for communication, meaning things like radio, TVs, computers, um, uh, all kinds of things. Um, 
and that it's more of a live communication. I mean, a lot of right. people, I'm a their audience, so I hear stuff from when I hear stuff from during investigations and that, but for me personally, it's more about making that contact in real time. So real time yeah. spirit communication. That's kind of how I look at it, you know. Because um, a lot of yeah. time when people do EVPs, they you know they may go back and listen, or they may go back and listen later on to to find the answer. Well, this is more real time um, contact. So yeah, I love more. it, and I it saddens me that it's it's uh, some researchers, and that's that's fine. That's prerogative. Yeah. Shy on it, and don't believe in its uh you know authenticity i think of course it can be very subjective mm -hmm. and that you have to be able to you know decipher between you know radio fragments and things like that exactly. yeah. but you know things that i look for when i do it are you know is are there answers that or or phrases that coincide with the history of that location mm -hmm. uh is it uh, do they do they correlate with what we're talking about or is mm -hmm. it clear you know, is it the same types of vocalizations that come through on a on a consistent basis? We've had that at the Adobe, the Rancho Buena Vista Adobe. It's cool. phenomenal. So, um, yeah, and there's different there's different methodologies. Have you experienced or experienced? Uh, ex what was I trying to ask? I don't even know. My brain is not working tonight. Have <laughs> you tried? <laughs> I don't even know what I was doing. The Estes method at all? Oh, Some yeah. people swear yeah. by that. I've mm -hmm. I've I've experimented with it um i i still like the classic way of doing it but you know i'll use it that's just me though yeah what about you linda yeah Estes is a good training tool too i mean if you're already it pretty is. good you know picking up information it it, it uh, localizes and focuses you so it gets you you know more able to pay attention and listen so i think it's good right it's a good tool that's and a good point when you do those sessions, you have to be really, and this is something I've learned through um, Bruce Halliday, who's a longtime ghost boxer, who taught me how to do ghost boxing. But one of the things you need to do, you really need to be, like, you need to be able to validate stuff. You need to be prepared when you go in. And so you're not a answering a bunch of random, asking a bunch of random questions. Now, I'm not perfect. Exactly. I don't know how to do that. But if you're at a certain location and you know the history, um, you know, you really kind of need to get, that's where you, your focus needs to be. Um, because otherwise it's too easy. Like you, like you were saying, it can be so subjective. You say, oh, we, look, they answered the question right. I was, oh, no, they didn't. It's just random right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. This is where I think going into something like that with intention is important as well. Exactly. And so there yeah. we go. There we circle right back to that intention. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I keep, I've said absolutely like 10 times tonight. I'm like, I'll take a <laughs> shot every time I say it, folks. I'm kidding. Yeah, no, it's true, though. It goes well, right back to that intention. Yeah, and the other thing that's important is you when you go in, you need to be rested, you need to be focused, and you need to be you know centered because your you your energy and their energy, you know, there, there's a contact there, there's a meetup of that, and I think that if you go in too exhausted or hungover or whatever, angry, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get anything at all because it just doesn't work that way. A lot of people overlook that too. Mm -hmm. Have you, what about the Drost effect? You know, the video feedback loop. Have you experimented with that at all? I've done some and I haven't had much luck with that. Unfortunately. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you are mm -hmm. on that. So, but um, I'm looking at the time. Let's get into some of these clips. I've okay. listened to them. They're phenomenal. Uh, very clear. 
Uh, I don't know if there's a specific order that you want to go no. with these. Uh, no. I guess I'll just queue up. Let's do, let's do, uh, let's start out with NAS number 11 um, independence and let's cue okay. that. And okay. then maybe we can play it and, or do you, would you prefer to talk about it first and then? Yeah, let me just do a brief. Okay. Thing. Now, sure. um, the afterlife research and education institute, which is fabulous by the way, um, they set up the North American station and the North American station is a spirit contact station in the United States, and they have them in Europe, they have them in Russia, but this is the first one they've really tried to get going in the United States since the 70s. So um, what the process is, there's a program that, I can't remember the name of the program, EVP maker. So it takes all the words, and it just jumbles all the words, and you, you basically, it's like a ghost box session that you make contact with whoever's on the other side. You have specific questions you ask, especially when you first start out. And, um, what we're doing is we're building a bridge to the other side. So I have contacts on the other side that I've, I've had contacts with them very frequently. And I've talked to other people that have done it with NAS and they have similar contacts. So that that's kind of what that whole thing is about. But um, so I was just basically asking the question, what is an important day in July for the United States? And then we got that answer. So yeah. we got the answer. And so I, I assume that these uh, individuals are, spirits if you will from that station yeah. serve as mm -hmm. the liaison right yeah they They're are kind of, yeah yeah, yeah so that's right open. awesome let's go ahead and cue that up nas okay. number 11 independence this is actually one of my favorite ones actually, i love so. this one yeah <laughs> today's july 1st big day big first day of the month We're looking at july 4th you know what the day that is in the United States? Could you give me one word to describe it? Yeah, that still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> That's still, oh when my that gosh. Happened, I jumped up in the air like a little kid. Oh my God, it was so funny. That's super, super clear. Let's play it one more time, if you don't mind. No, no, no. Today's July 1st, big day, big first day of the month. We're looking at July 4th. You know what the day that is in the United States? Could you give me one word to describe it? Oh, wow. Independence. I love that. Yeah, independence, how she enunciated. Oh, my God. That's yeah. fun. That's a fun. See, folks, this is what you can get with very well thought out ITC sessions. So awesome. Mm -hmm. Let's go to, um, let's do NAS number 12, Doug. Uh, I'm here. Let's do that. Well, well let's, do you want to talk about it first? Well, it's my husband, my husband who passed away. Um, I've contacted him through various. Well, let's go ahead and play it. Play it, yeah, play it. And then. Doug, are you here, please? Yes or no? I'm here, love. Okay, let's go ahead and play that. Doug, are you here, please? Yes or no? I'm here, love. I'm here with you. And the crazy thing about that, that's exactly what he sounds like. That's his voice. And that's so you, so like, let's, so you recognize the voice, obviously. Wow, well, that's him. phenomenal. Yeah. So, yeah, to get so I have to apologize. Yeah. I have to apologize because there's a delay, I think, with the something with our internet. I don't know what's going okay. on tonight, so it's a delay. So that's why if I seem like I'm interrupting you, I apologize. But that's, oh, yeah, no yeah. that's awesome. Wow. So I, I'm sure that you had, you know, goosebumps all over your body oh, yeah. when you heard that. 
And I've gotten a number of communications through the ghost box and different EVPs. So I know when he's around. So yeah, that's pretty neat. Awesome. Fantastic. Let's move on to NAS number 13. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. And then I'll leave the rest out. So what, where was this? Where this did you record home. this? These are all at home. I do these, the NAS sessions are done oh, okay. And I think this oh, is these okay. I think these are okay. the ones with the dogs. Yeah. I think. Because they were being really loud and obnoxious. And I'm apologizing. Okay. And then you hear Awesome. It. Let's cue that up. We'll play yeah. that. Sorry. What is wrong with my dog? She's so antsy. Okay. Mm. Wow. I love that. Because they were being wow. really loud, doing their dog, clipping around, running around the room. It's like, God, you guys, you know. And, you know, what's the matter with my dog? She loves you. It's like, Wow. Yeah, that's right. clear. The, that's yeah. definitely clear. My goodness. Okay, we have two more. Let's go to Trouble 2. Well, let's let, let why don't you preface it first and then we'll play it. Okay. When we first started doing the NAS sessions, we asked for validation words. We would ask saying, you know, are you having, if you were having trouble, please say trouble. Or if, if the signal isn't clear, please say clear or whatever. We do that too. Yep. Yeah. So this is one of the validation questions. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's go ahead and cue that. You are having trouble getting through. Please say trouble. It was right after, immediately after I said, please say trouble, you hear trouble. That is crazy. That's clear. Oh my gosh. These are phenomenal captures. My goodness. Such a treat. I love it. <laughs> he was on last week and we did his EVPs and now we're doing your ITCs. This is awesome. So, all right, it. last one. Uh, let's see. It's, it's the um, basement one. Preface it yeah. and then we'll play it. We were at the uh, Hastings house in Port Townsend. We had set up equipment downstairs, audio equipment down in the basement. And you're going to hear these little kids voice uh, and they're actually calling for my dog. And they'll say her name and then you'll hear them say, hello, hello. And then you'll hear like, stomping the thing that's interesting about that is my dog Eulalia has been dead for about had been dead for had crossed over i hate we're dead for about three years so and wow. Eulalia was on our team Eulalia was so that's kind of crazy it kind of blew my mind i went oh my god yeah, so she's continuing her efforts oh my god that's she amazing is. She's amazing yeah awesome all right let's play it so at the very beginning you hear someone go you lady like that so and that's not you lady. then no that's, that's not, not me you saying, no oh I my gosh there. yeah i thought it was oh no can we play one more time yeah and i didn't even go on the basement oh you missed it it's in the beginning it's right at the beginning Right there. Oh yeah. Oh my wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. Demonstrates to me, this demonstrates to me that a spirit a spirited presence recognized your dog and knew the yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny thing is we've been up to uh, Port Gamble to walk arrange and we've done ghost box sessions. You lately used to go there all the time with us. And I said, do you remember my dogs? Do you remember what I used to bring here? And they'd say a dog. I said, you remember her name? And they'd say her name. It's a very odd name. You don't hear that name everywhere. So 
yeah pretty cool oh my gosh this is so this is awesome this is awesome i think itc is such a underrated uh methodology and i think mm -hmm. that it's and i and i like what you have to say linda too about the the estes being a way to kind of you know it, it is a way to kind of train yourself to train your senses in a way which is which is awesome and, and so, linda's really good at it she's oh really, yeah i know she's amazing you two are yeah you two are phenomenal people individuals oh, they're in, you. you know researchers as well so it's you know it's an honor to have you guys on the show um anything now involving itc and we can get both of your opinions what are like the maybe three top three things you would tell like a new practitioner top three things you would want them to know when practicing itc go for it linda let's go um, <laughs> she does that to me all the time i know <laughs> number one thing is intense people don't understand how important it is to go and you know do something with intention. If you show up to do something in ITC and you're all wiggle waggle blah, that's what you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I love it. Yeah. Oh my that's a Leo in me. Um, and I, number th the second thing I would say, don't go buy a bunch of equipment because that's like the first thing you get all excited and I gotta have this, I gotta have that, and you know you end up you're going to find yeah. a favorite piece. Yeah. So start small. Um, gosh, that's, I can't think of my third thing. Mm -hmm. um, come, come to any session with integrity. Don't come trying to be this, you know, amazing person. Come to learn, come to connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, right yeah, on. for me, I would be, I would say, um, if you know your equipment and keep it simple, at first yeah. thing, out of the way, know your equipment. Uh, second of all, you need to be prepared. You know, you're not going to, like you said, Linda, you're not going to go in there all willy nilly, you know, because that's just going to, you're not going to get anything. <laughs> and the last thing that's really important, I think, is be objective. Not everything you're going to hear yes. is going to be paranormal. You know, you've got to have some kind of validation that backs up what you're hearing. You know, you've got to get the right response for the right question or whatever, you know. One more thing is a lot of people think you're going to get something every time. Right. Say we do stuff for 100 hours, we could end up getting a 10-second Ex flat. Exactly. So be exactly. Patient. Be patient. Exactly. Yep. Those are the big ones, yeah. And the other thing is don't listen to other people who are naysayers. You know, you, you need to follow your path and you need to study what you're interested in, you know, so don't very, don't very well said dissuade you at all. No. Very well said. I mean, take these pointers, these pointers are, you know, very uh, easy to remember, but are sadly often overlooked, uh, but very, very poignant points. Um, from veteran researchers, folks. So this has been an awesome session. A few yes. minutes left session hour is what I meant to say. Gosh, my brain tonight. It, it <laughs> seems like the last two weeks, my brain's not really been on, but I am dealing with long COVID. I will put that oh, out there. So oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So not that that's an excuse, but you know, mm -hmm. anyway, enough about that. But um, any events, any, anything coming up that you would like to share and promote? Mike mm -hmm. is yours. Well, Port Gamble Paranormal mm -hmm. Conference, November 10, 11, 12, I think it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. 
processing in Port Townsend. Yeah, in Port Townsend. This will be our second time. It's, it's called um, Haunted Histories and Mysteries, October 28th and 29th, and it's going to be at Fort Warden. Um, what we will be doing this year is we're going to be helping with investigations. We're going to be investigating some of the places, some of the barracks, I think, in Fort Warden, the, okay. I call it the Castle House, the schoolhouse the schoolhouse uh and then we're going to do manresas and then there's one more location oh. i can't remember so it's it's really a lot of fun you know we did it the first year and it was a lot of work but uh you know because of covid we didn't do it but we are doing it right. again this year. and they're going to have a halloween ball on the 28th of october at manresa fantastic i can't wait to get back up there i know yeah. i mean poor i went to port gamble 2017 it's like whoa has it been a long wow yes five years oh my gosh so one of these days you know so oh the lighthouse but uh this has been yeah oh what lighthouse is it the one in uh it's on fort warden there's an old lighthouse there. okay oh that sounds fun that's gonna be great oh yeah Awesome stuff. Thank you so much for coming on. I do apologize for the internet glitch. Usually my Wi-Fi yeah. is pretty solid, but I don't know. I'm probably going to have to upgrade to, you know, we'll deal with that maybe, yeah. I don't know, next week. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. This was a great discussion. You both are welcome back anytime, well, anytime you. you want. Uh, come. You. absolutely coming up next so right after this show at um 10 p.m eastern is uh kent drake's voices of the dead and his guest tonight is michael graves uh, uh i mm. guess the lead i want to say it's singer I, I hope i'm right on that from the band the misfits in the 80s so that's going to be interesting oh, and of cool. course this episode will yeah. be archived in case people have missed it so great episode thank you so much for joining have a great thank weekend you. it's already thursday this week flew by have a great weekend and we will see uh you guys next week all okay. right have a good night bye thank you bye